The symbolism of this peace park fills me with immense pride. Each of these hundred tiny trees represents one of the hundred courageous civil society organizations around the world the elders have selected, including 33 African organizations, which we call Sparks of Hope. These trees are tiny, and some of your organizations are tiny, but resilient and mighty in strength and courage. Together they make an entire park with an impact that will grow over time. And over the next hundred years, they will become giants. This is what the legacy of Madiba illuminates. When he brought the elders together and asked us to raise the voices of those who go unheard and who deserve better, to inspire courage in the face of fear, he gave us a large task. But today I feel our Lord is greatly lightened because we are amongst young giants. And that was uh, former First Lady Grasa Machal. Meanwhile, philanthropist and business magnate um, Sir Richard Branson, also present at the Tree Planting Initiative, said that spending time with Madiba was the greatest honour of his life. I, w- I was very, very privileged. In fact, the, mo- the thing I was most privileged about in my life, I suspect, was for, for 10 years, uh, for the last 10 years of Madiba's life, um, as Grasha said, we shared a birthday. Um, Every morning on my birthday, I would get a call from Madiba wishing me a happy birthday. Um, and, um, and then, uh, 10 years ago, those calls stopped. Um, and, uh, we, we all have strange lives, and, and I've, I've certainly had a wonderful, strange life. And it, it was the greatest honor of my life, uh, spending time with Mandela and, and Archbishop Tutu, who've um, uh, achieved incredible things. And one of, the, one of the things they did was set up an organization called The Elders that Archbishop Tutu once chaired, now Kofi Annan chairs. And uh, there's 12 wonderful men and women. Uh, they go into conflict regions and try to resolve conflicts. Um, they uh, are trying to uh, stop the world um, going in, into global warming, and they're trying to bring universal health care. Um, so, and some of these elders, Grush and Michelle, obviously, and Kofi Annan, are here today. And that was business magnate, inventor and philanthropist Sir Richard Branson. Meanwhile, in the Eastern Cape, where Madiba hails from, renowned intellectual and human rights activist Professor Loch Otien Lumumba from Kenya is set to deliver an historic lecture later this afternoon. He says that young people need to have more faith in the potential of the African continent. What we ought to do is to have faith in Africa. I do not believe that the opportunities outside of Africa. How is it that the Chinese see opportunities in Africa and we don't see them? How is it that the French and everybody else think that Africa is Shangri-La or gold or El Dorado, the land of gold, or as we say here, the land of Igoli? And yet we don't. So in my view, 
the young people must enter into an arena of self-reflection and demand of political leadership that we must get what we deserve. And this country has demonstrated it. In 1969 in Sharpville, they demonstrated it. In 1976 in Soweto, they demonstrated it. They demonstrated it when they were fighting the apartheid regime. The, the last vestige of apartheid regime is the economic battle. And that is the battle that must be won if we are to regain our dignity as a people. That was human rights activist uh, uh, Professor Loch Otien Lumumba from Kenya. And finally, former U.S. President Barack Obama, he's expected uh, to be given uh, his own Nelson Mandela, to give rather his own Nelson Mandela lecture uh, shortly after 2 p.m. at the Wanderers Stadium. And here is what Obama had to say during a memorial service uh, that was held for Madiba at the FNB Stadium back in 2013. For around the world today, we still see children suffering from hunger and disease. We still see rundown schools. We still see young people without prospects for the future. Around the world today, men and women are still in prison for their political beliefs and are still persecuted for what they look like and how they worship and who they love. That is happening today. And so we too must act on behalf of justice. We too must act on behalf of peace. There are too many people who happily embrace Madiba's legacy of racial reconciliation, but passionately resist even modest reforms that would challenge chronic poverty and growing inequality. There are too many leaders who claim solidarity with Madiba's struggle for freedom, but do not tolerate dissent from their own people. And there are too many of us, too many of us on the sidelines, comfortable in complacency or cynicism, when our voices must be heard. And that was uh, former U.S. President Barack Obama back in 2013 at the memorial service that was held for Madiba at the FNB Stadium. And he, of course, will deliver today's uh, 16th annual Nelson Mandela lecture. But uh, we talk about the coverage now, and um, it's coming. Apiwe is here. She's getting ready. Isak Manar is getting ready. And uh, just uh, for a sense, first, of what's happening at the Wanderers, our reporter Mbali Sibanyoni uh, crosses to us now. Mbali, good afternoon. So uh, can you just give us a sense of the mood at the stadium ahead of that lecture today. Well, Sakina, I must just tell you that the mood here at the stadium is certainly electric. I mean, from just speaking to the people who are attending this lecture, uh, there's so much of an excitement around this uh, specific area. Sakina, they are, of course, anticipating uh, the lecture to take place much later today. Uh, That will be, of course, delivered uh, by former U.S. President Barack Obama. I mean, I've managed to spot a number of politicians who have made their way here. I've spotted the Susulu family. I've also spotted Minister of Arts and Culture, Latin Tetua, he's here. I've also spotted the Musipa family. They've also made their way here. So I must tell you that 
people are still trickling in. Uh, we see them uh, coming slowly in. Um, but also that, that I must add is that we've just seen the presidential protection unit just coming into the stadium right now. We're not sure if the president has arrived here, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, but we are expecting him to be here as well, Sakina. I suppose we do know that Barack Obama hasn't arrived yet because uh, that should be quite a spectacle. Of course, Sakina. And I mean, uh, speaking, from, uh, speaking to some of the people who are here, I mean, I had a conversation much earlier on with Mara Lowe. She's one of the people who are pretty much excited to hear what Barack Obama will be uh, saying in his speech. We do know that he was here back uh, uh, during um, a pre- uh, the former uh, president, the late uh, former president, Nelson Mandela's funeral. So it will be quite uh, an interesting uh, a speech that we will be anticipating here at the Wondrous Stadium. We'll leave you to it for now. Thank you so much, our reporter there, uh, Mbali uh, Sibanyoni. But she's, of course, married now. So she's now Mbali Tetani. And, uh, yeah, we'll get used to it in time. Um, Isaac Menar is sitting across from me and Apiwe hovering over him there. And uh, this is to talk, of course, about the SABC's coverage. So SABC 2, uh, SABC News Channel 404. And, uh, of course, uh, many of the radio stations will also be carrying this uh, live. Uh, it will be on our online platforms as well. And it's a very uh, exciting development in this regard. Isaac Menar, who is, of course, uh, editor of SABC uh, Digital uh, News, he's with us here. Isaac, please tell us about today's coverage and what people can anticipate online. So let's make it easy for everybody. If you go now to sabcnews.com, right at the top you'll find a story called Mandela Lecture by Barack Obama Live on SABC News. So where is that? So if you go through that, you will see that there's a list of all the radio stations where it will be broadcast, SABC 2, SABC News on DSTV 404, as well as all the things that we're doing online. So number of things. Firstly, like we always do, we will broadcast... um, or we will live stream the live broadcast uh, on YouTube. So you can either just click through from sabcnews.com or you can go to youtube.com slash sabcnews. But when you get there, you will not only find the normal broadcast, but also this 360-degree virtual reality, which is something that we're testing today. It's an experiment. It's the first time that's... Such a live stream goes out globally from Africa. We've been working very hard with our colleagues at outside broadcast units, but also with YouTube Africa, who's been very supportive to try and make sure that as many people around the globe can actually see it. So what does this mean? It means that once you're on the uh, 360 VR virtual reality stream, that you can then actually scroll around. If you're on a mobile, you can turn around and you'll see right around 360 degrees or you will be able to um, go a little bit up and down and see what's happening in with the, um, <clears throat> with the audience. Um, but essentially, it puts the power in your hands because no longer are you dependent on the TV director on what shows or what shots you will see, 
But you can actually go around and see, even when Obama speaks, you can see what the audience is doing. So that's all very exciting. We're also doing um, Facebook Live. Uh, the same uh, feed that will go out on YouTube will also go out on Facebook Live if that's, if that's your preferred way to watch live streams. And we also do what we call Snappy TV. Now, Snappy TV is a Twitter feature. So it means that while this broadcast is happening live, we clip parts of the broadcast directly. As it's been said, if Obama makes an interesting statement, we go back 50 seconds, we cut it, and we immediately put it out on Twitter. So on Twitter, it's twitter.com slash SABC News Online. On Facebook, it's the same thing, Facebook slash SABC News Online. So you can literally get your Obama lecture anywhere by SABC and on all these platforms. And you actually have to see it. You, you, I want you to go and test it and, 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 and let me know how it actually worked. And we'll talk about it tomorrow because I tell you, when Isaac showed it to me earlier on, I was so excited because, as he says, you are now the director. You determine what you actually want to look at, what you want to focus on in that broadcast. So, for example, if I look over on the screen and uh, there's a picture now and the director has called for the camera to focus on the big screen on the podium where Jay Naidu is speaking, uh, and uh, you don't want to look at that. You're more interested in who's in the audience. You literally now have the power to then go around and look at whatever it is that tickles your fancy in that whole setup. It is absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And do, do try it. Uh, it's a 360-degree view of what is happening in that particular precinct. SABCnews.com, and you will see, uh, what's it called again, Isaac? The 360-degree virtual reality. And that stream will start in about an hour's time, just before 2 o'clock. And right now, is there anything that people can do? Can they so, l- do so, anything so with it at now? The, at the moment, if you just Google virtual reality or on YouTube, uh, Google virtual reality, you can look at many virtual reality broadcasts or live streams or just recordings, and you can just test it out and see mm-hmm. how it works for you. And then you can uh, go to SABC News on YouTube and click and you will get a message when it starts. If you just go and click on the placeholder, you will get the message when it starts.